real estate broker and aunt of the suspended NFL Atlanta Falcons quarterback. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome to this 29th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Join the conversation online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Instagram and at Black Brand Biz on Facebook and Instagram. We are super excited about today's show, which will focus on city governance for economic development. One of the most undertapped resources for business growth is what each local municipality can provide. And though not every city has a reputation for being small or minority business friendly, every city is looking to grow its tax base through expanding the number of consumers and engages and the number of successful business people paying taxes. Here to share with us today is a very special guest. I referred to her yesterday as one of Hampton Roads living legends. Born and raised in the Southeast community of Newport News, Virginia, Vice Mayor Tina Vick is passionate about implementing policy and programs to enhance the lives of all Newport News residents. And I'm going to take that further to say Hampton Roads residents. <laughs> Vice Mayor Vick plays a leading role with several local organizations and has published several articles on issues involving community development. Vice Mayor Vic understands the power and rewards of entrepreneurship and is the owner and principal broker of Tina L. Vic Realty and Development LLC. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ms. Durham. I really appreciate the opportunity. I really appreciate you being here and all the work you're doing in Hampton Roads. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. So the conversation is about economic development. What does that mean to you from the vantage point of someone serving on city council? Well, it means uh, an opportunity or or, or a means to be able to gain money or gain capital. Uh, (laughs) As we we look at most of our economic development projects throughout the city, people are not, developers are not doing it just because it looks good. They're doing it to make money. Sure. And so they're looking at, you know, how much a building will cost to lease or purchase whatever service or goods or services they're going to put there. How much return on their investment are they going to get? So sure. so it's about but so it come talk to, it's about money and 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 to take it back a little bit where I feel like um, as black people um, we're so far behind the curve. Because I think about when I wanted to run for office, just what what caused me to run. Please share was, that story. Um, <laughs> looking at my one part of the section of the South District that I represent, vacant lots overgrown with grass and bushes, um, dilapidated housing in my district that, you know, some type of way we had a coast department, but they weren't enforcing it. Mm. Um, 14% unemployment in that district. Wow. Which now in a in a nas- nationally it's only single digits. Mm-hmm. Four or five percent mm-hmm. it keeps mm-hmm. but but to think that as we as black people when we think about economic development, look how far we're gonna have to come from right. to be able to you know, some people are already there, but to be able to make a bigger footprint. Sure. 
in the economic development across this country, and especially in Newport News. Yeah. Wow, you said a mouthful. Just thinking about kind of your decision to run, you've been in office how long now? 11 years. 11 years. My first office um, term was 2008. I, I didn't come from a political family. I, I, just, I just am a believer that when God has an assignment for you, you will know it. And people in the community kept calling me when the seat was available. And I'm very competitive. So when I looked at my competition, <laughs> I think I can beat y'all. Wow. <laughs> so I did it. And I, lo- and I love it. 11 years. Yes. So it's your intention to run again. Yeah, my my seat is up in 2020. Okay. And so um, next year, so I I do plan to run for another seat. And and you get so used to it because I really love people. But as projects come for me and serving in the South District, part of my challenge was serving in a part of a city that had the least amount of investment over the years. And that was another thing made me want to run now. But now to see that um, when you get in government and if any people, young people are ever interested, go in government with first of mind to help people, to help your community, but to be able to learn the budget, Mm. study the numbers, figure out how you can move money. Because, Blair, we can talk about ideas and we can talk about wanting a grocery store we can talk about wanting um, retail businesses but until we can figure out how to find the money to make it come from a dream to reality we're just talking we're just talking so when I think about this next generation of leaders right political scientists folks that really want to be involved in government is that what your message to them would be is get involved there is opportunity there we can make change that way would you say yes yes and and, and on facebook and social media you know most of the time we're we're just for, for tic- particularly for me i'm just mainly posting the good part you know celebrating one of my friends lynette yes. chandler her, yeah. her, her 50th birthday mm-hmm. some of the meetings we go to but the parts behind the scene where you're studying line items over now we're at a one billion dollar budget with the city of Newport News. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, wow. and, and so with that, <laughs> unfortunately, it's still not enough for all the services we have. But that's what I would tell them to come in being your smartest self, and not just settling for just sitting there and and waving at people, but really wanting to make a difference. One of the things I tell people, I said, I can't just sit there because. I did two things campaigning that I don't like to do. And that's ask people for money and keep talking about myself because <laughs> you got to talk about yourself so people can know your qualifications so you can win. Mm-hmm. But I really hate to ask people for money. So I feel like I have to work, but really go in. I go in saying that when I do turn this seat over to somebody else, I want to be able to visually see some of the things I helped to come alive in Newport News. That was going to be my next question. Actually, before we go there, though, if you're just tuning in, this is Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. We are talking with Vice Mayor of the City of Newport News, 
by Tina Vick, who is sharing with us just her experience really in city council and what it means to be involved in economic development from that lens. Um, I want to ask, what have been some of the hallmarks of your career in city council? What are some of the things that you brought to the table that you've been able to help make happen for the city? Well, and a lot of things with us as council people, we may not do everything to make it happen, but it's our voice that's talking about the issue sure. that that have our staff come to a solution. So as I talked, I mentioned the overgrown lots in Newport News. Mm-hmm. Now I can say I don't get any calls about overgrown lots because we've developed a system in Newport News that we've contracted that service out. We used to just allow the um, prisoners to cut those city-owned lots, but now we've developed a system. We've we've hired a contractor, so they're on top of it better. So those calls are gone. I'm excited about, um, even when President Obama was in, we utilize some of that funding to build a new fire station okay. in the central part of my South District to help decrease the response times to our citizens during you know their most vulnerable times. Okay. Yeah, and one of the best things I really love has been our uh, new apprentice school in my district. But I have to say, I they call it Tina's Walmart. We got the first <laughs> Walmart in the South District. Wow. On Mercury and Jefferson. So I was really excited. You know, opportunities for people. It brought 200 and so jobs to people who can catch a bus or walk to the area. And of course, downtown in our Brooks Crossing. Yes. And people in our Brooks Crossing, we have our, well, it was gyms before. We brought a grocery store, a brand new grocery store to a food desert. Now the Piggly Wiggly. And we do, we're working with the shipyard to have a building, 95,000 square feet in the deep part of downtown that's going to house shipyard employees. But part of it will be an area for job training for people in the community as it relates to STEM jobs so that they can get the training and transfer to jobs or likeness in, in our community. So that's just some of the things, but I'm so excited. You should be. I mean, this is proof that it really is possible. Yeah, a lot of us are looking at it and it's almost like the problem seems too big to really address. But in 11 years time, I mean, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I think you have a lot to be proud of. Well, and I think it comes from people really wanting to do things, um, wanting to see things happen and then realizing that so many things we talk about, you can't wait for somebody to come and do it. You got to think of it. Like with the grocery store, it was some what I call creative financing. And what I love, <laughs> love, love about government is this term right here, Blair. We're going to find the money. Yeah. Isn't that funny? We're going to yeah. find the money. Can you imagine being at your house and you just open the drawer and say, honey, is, there's $2 million in here. Did you know? Wow. <laughs> but look at knowing that budget, knowing, um, you know, how to move money. To make things happen because that's what we did with the Piggly Wiggly. We used $4 million of our general fund tax base, but we did $2 million in the new market tax credits like the gentleman Robert was talking about at your wonderful event, which I need to congratulate you on that. Everybody I know, they're still talking about that wealth building event that you had on Saturday and the and so many times as council people, we 
get asked to speak, but we get there and maybe five people too. And, and not to say that's not good, but the marketing you did because you knew what you were offering was worth something spoke volumes. It spoke volumes on Saturday. Our community needs this terribly. And I'm trying to figure we out how to get and you to Newport the News. We need the inspiration from people like you. I, I'm I mean, trying to figure out how to bring you to Newport I News. I never even knew that you've done all this work. This is amazing. I got to figure out how to bring you to Newport News with that. Well, I'm, I'm almost here. I'm in Hampton now, so I'm close. I, I'm trying to find a place for you to do that. You did Saturday in Newport News. My daughter, she's so excited. We'd love to do it. Because don't people need to hear that. <laughs> people need to hear that. Okay, we're going to do it. So creative Great. financing. So much is possible. So you, you're going to run again. And what else are you going to do? Well, the things that I really want to do, I really want to keep working hard to have our district with double-digit unemployment. I'm not going to stop, you know, the bigger part of my campaign and, and as being a black woman. So many times we, we want to give, like, free bread and free food. I want to give people opportunities to be able to get job training, jobs, because you can give that free stuff and it's just very temporary. But when you allow people an opportunity, because we have not had the opportunities, we don't have any job training facilities in the South District. If people, our job training is at, on Butler Farm Road in Hampton. So this is going to be huge what we're bringing downtown. And plus we are the finalists. Is that the 95,000 square foot building? Yes. Okay, got you. But if we're the finalists for the Choice Neighborhood Grant offered by the HUD, the Department of Housing and Urban Development. And if we're, we're praying to get that, and that's $30 million grant money that we will be able to change the community. So that's that for my next term, I'm counting that we're going to win. That's going to be a lot of work. But, but right now, the, my biggest thing for the next four years is really offering more opportunities for people who normally wouldn't have opportunities for jobs training to um, get on their feet. We, 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 we sat and allowed people in a lot of our public housing projects to just sit with no opportunities. And, and to me in life, that's not fair. I don't, sometimes we hear people saying some people won't take it, but you can't tell me people won't take the opportunities because you're talking about me. Because that's the same area I grew up in. And thank God somebody brought opportunities, a youth advisory board to my community. And I got involved and it took me to different places. So I'm real big on that one. Give them that back. Yeah. Exactly. I think we must do that. We got a couple minutes before break, but if you've just tuned in, uh, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, and we are hosting the wonderful vice mayor of the city, Newport News, Miss Tina Vick, just chatting about the incredible work she's doing in the city. I got to ask this, because as I hear you speak, I feel like there's a need for training for young government professionals, some sort of mentorship Um. Yeah, I just see you doing that, pouring into folks that, that know they want to make a difference but have no idea how to go about doing it. People that may not know how to stand in their truth and their power like you to be able to, you know, be that voice. Is that something that you would consider doing? 
I like to challenge people. I, I will <laughs> consider it, but but I think but I will consider it, and I and I have thought about it. But and I'm sure you do when it you, when you when you yeah. one person. I really no, I really want to do it formally, and people keep telling me really? to do it. But I mean, it people think book, you can, can do be... one thing on your own, and and for things like that, you have to have a team. And sure. right now, I have not found the hardworking team, but I have emailed your assistant. <laughs> Shout out to Marcia. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you on your radio show that I'm trying to steal your assistant. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Because the way she did that, I, I really love people doing their best work around me. I, I, I just can't, I don't like settling for mediocrity. You know, we all make some mistakes, but I try to do, whatever I do, I try to do it up here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's the way everybody should work. But I do want to do that, but I just have to have the right team and I'm counting on Marcia to be able to help me. She'll be a, a, an asset to you for sure. So that was a yes. I'm going to write that down. That Vice Mayor Tina Vick does want to do some, some mentorship to help young and aspiring government professionals. Yeah, I do that. But, but, I, but I also already have my girls camp. I do annually. Okay. For thirteen to eighteen, is there a focus on on governance there? At it's, all? it's a it's, that's the focus on womanhood. Okay. For girls who normally at their kitchen tables, there may not be a conversation about what's after high school or why you should do your best in high school, why you shouldn't keep having children by men that don't support you, why you shouldn't do drugs. Because you have to live out here. You have to create a life for yourself. So it's focus on that. I tell them why, I, why I'm doing the camp. Because I got so many calls being a black woman, being in office for women 30s and 40s, still unable to, man, still unable to manage their lives. Because you can have as many children as you want. But when you have to call me to find you a place to stay, that means your life has become unmanageable. And you need to look at some of the things you're doing and get it back into control so that you can control it. And part of the issues have been excess children by different baby daddies, uh, drugs, you know, thinking you can just keep partying all the time and lack of education um, for these. So I want to get to these girls early to empower them and let them know you can decide to live like that, but your life is going to be harder. Take this route, and it can be a lot better for you. So we only get, unfortunately, we only get to meet one day a year, but it's all day. We have our purple shirts on and just motivating. When is that? The yeah, first Saturday in October. First Saturday in October. From 9 to 4. And I'm sure, we, it's already full. Good grief. We've been at, at Achievable Dream. Okay, at Achievable Dream. And, and I try to, I do What's believe. What's the name of the camp? Girls Camp. Girls and camp. I do believe in people saying, you know, if you could just start with one, but we pack our place with a hundred girls and I have some of the best volunteers um, transitions family violence helped me with that achievable dream uh, one of our school board members um, Dr. Terry Best she was there this year my daughter um, uh, Dr. I keep yeah, sweet daughter too yeah she's she is just a blessing and she's opening her restaurant she's over there now uh, JT's Bar and Grill so stay tuned for that so we may be able to have a women's empowerment event over there yes <laughs> so I'll invite you as the as the speaker you can invite me as the something 
So for this episode of hashtag add this to the list, I'd like to share some local business resources. Um, First up, and this is actually a state resource, but she operates locally. Her name is Angela Barber. Look her up. If you have a small business, she's one that you need to know. She can connect you with SWAM and EVA and all of the other acronyms (laughs) to ensure that you have access to opportunity. Um, She is with the Virginia Department of Small Business and Supplier Diversity, and she comes to this area. Um, She works in this area, but she frequently does events in the area um, to help with small businesses. Also, one to reach out to is Erica Small Cisco. Erica Small Cisco runs the Women's Development, I'm sorry, the Women's Business Center at Old Dominion University. She's just a uh, resource all the way around. Yesterday, she put on a SWAM event at Old Dominion. Um, I would I would look her up if I were you. Um, also, in the city of Norfolk, uh, Aaliyah Slappy and Sean Washington, we've had them both on the show. They are with Economic Development. They're both Hampton University alum. Um, and they are both super passionate about empowering our business community. Uh, next is Jeff Smith with Virginia Beach Economic Development. He is the he is a business development manager there. He's also the SWAM coordinator. Um, he is connected with the Coastal Virginia uh, Minority Supplier Diversity Council as well. So if you uh, do business that could do business with other companies, then certainly you'll want to reach out to Jeff for those kinds of opportunities. Uh, Erica Spencer with the Hampton Minority Business uh, Coordinator Office. I think I said that wrong, but Erica Spencer, she is new in her role, but she's already doing some wonderful things in the city of Hampton, putting on some fantastic events. Um, if you're in Hampton, she's one to reach out to. Miss Deborah Farley, who runs the Peninsula Workforce Development Center, also in Hampton, is a tremendous resource um, as well. And then last, certainly not least, is Miss Trisha Wilson with the Small Business Development Center in Newport News. I know that was a lot, uh, but Angela Barber, Erica Small Cisco, Aaliyah Slappy, and Sean Washington, Jeff Smith, Erica Spencer, Deborah Farley, Trisha Wilson, all resources to help you grow your business in Hampton Roads. So we're back with Miss Tina Vick. How are you? I'm doing well. We're so chatting. excited to be here. So glad to have you. I'm already seeing a part two and a part three and a part four to this conversation. Over the break, we we're talking a little bit about some of the challenges that our businesses face. Um, access to capital, business credit, certainly being chief among them. What is Newport News doing um, to help small businesses in this in this department? Well, we've really been, um, we've started a push in the last few years, particularly because um, my cohort on city council, who also serves in the South District, is um, Dr. Sandra Cherry. She's, she also works here. She's a professor here at Hampton University. Okay. Um, but we've been pushing the city, particularly for our district, to help with small business. Even this morning at the Piggly Wiggly, there was a um, workshop by our small business department talking about um, home-based businesses, um, uh, restaurant businesses. So we're bringing them to different communities because before, and and maybe like a lot of cities, but I, I know Hampton has come more alive. People are realizing that 
people need assistance. Citizens need assistance in this. So they're not just sitting at the office anymore. People are coming alive and bringing them to different community centers, different areas of the city. And that's what we're doing in Newport News to provide people with the guidance. I know our Commissioner of Revenue, uh, Tiffany Boyle, she has been um, having her team come out to different places in Newport News to talk about small businesses, you know, the taxes, the business license, some of the things people, you know, we might know how to cook some meals in our kitchen and want to start a restaurant, but we may not know the first steps. So it's so important to be able to bring that to the community, to give people guidance on how to get started. I agree. Instead of having the expectation that people are going to come to you, because a lot of times we don't know who to go to. Exactly. And plus, you got to think about once you start making the money, finding accountants who can help you spend your money wisely or save it or, you know, allot it, whatever you choose to do with it. But you want all that type of guidance. Attorneys, business attorneys who you want to have as a resource because you want to have a team of people who know you who are connected to you as as your advocates when you're doing a venture like that. Absolutely. Let me ask this. Are there capital resources and programs that individuals can access? So I'm thinking about several other programs that I've heard about in recent months in the cities of Norfolk and Virginia Beach, um, where individuals can literally make an application, maybe receive a small business grant, that kind of thing. We do have the small business grant um, with the uh, Trisha Wilson in her office. Um, it's a small business grant. The acronyms are NUDAG. Okay. And I wish I knew what they stand N-E-W-D-A. No, N-U-D-A-G. N-U-D-A-G. I, I can look I feel bad that, that I don't talking. know. I, I, I feel bad that I don't know what, what, what the acronyms stand for, but... Um, you feel bad? That, that money is low interest... Okay. For the for the actual loan. Okay. But there are some small grants as well. And through in Newport News too, if you already have a business uh, property with the building, mm-hmm. we do have uh, what we call a facade improvement grant for the face of your building. And Love that's it. a grant. So things like that that help small business because, you know, businesses take a lot of money, especially when you're a going to a big box and not just operating out of your home but to be able to you know rents are expensive Mm -hmm. and you when you get out here in business and you have to rent or lease a place you want to make sure that your your business is making enough money and a lot of people don't realize this they'll just get a building and lease it and think they can make a few pieces of chicken and and pay the lease amount it takes a, you have to strategize on how you're going to sell enough chicken wings to pay sometimes you know really out here in this commercial market you're looking at the lease amounts starting the lowest at about $2000 a month yeah i just heard it said recently um that if your plan for scaling your business only involves your revenue then you're going to fail. In other words, you have to access capital if you're going to scale your business. Exactly. So sometimes looking beyond how many chicken wings you're going to sell, you know, how much more capital can I start to bring in 
in order to do what you're talking about. Yeah, because that's when you see a lot a lot of people, they're in one month and six months later they're gone because they haven't realized that you have to have a pot of money to go into and you have to really budget. You know, a lot of things we, when we talk about blacks in our community, that's a thing for a lot of us that has been very new. Budgeting, um, realizing about credit, and those are the things that are going to have to look good on your financial resume for you as a company and as a person to access capital. And then even with that, the unfortunate thing about being black in America is even with that, I've experienced it. I told you a little bit about my daughter opening the restaurant. Um, you can Sometimes we can have good credit and a lot of the finances needed to for our, in our portfolio and still get turned away by banks because of our color of our skin and it's unfortunate even just we, I have my women's empowerment under that's when my girls camp is under that um, nonprofit and I can remember last year as a matter of fact I went into my own bank and told the lady to deposit that in my camp in my account <laughs> and glad the lady looked at me she goes miss this is a business check you can't put this in your account I said excuse me what would make you think I would bring this check if I didn't have a business? Wow. <laughs> so so these are the things. So I said, let me pull my ID out and let's show this lady who I really am. Pow! And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my but goodness. Just to think that her face didn't see me owning the business. That you would think I'm so crazy I'll bring a check to this bank and try to put it in my account. When wow. I don't have a business, wow. So, yeah, we be deal, ready for we the deal, challenges. We deal with some challenges. Be ready for we the challenges when you're black challenges. and brown in America. Hmm. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is. I say this all the time because every edition is a special edition of Black Wall Street today with Blair Durham. I tell you all, this is one of the great joys of my week. We are sharing with the vice mayor of the city of Newport News. One of a kind, Miss Tina Vick. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being here. Let me ask this. Does Newport News have any co-working spaces, to your knowledge? Not that we sponsor, but okay. we did receive a grant from the state. Okay. I want to say it's $425,000 where a, where one of the buildings in the, in the deepest part of South District that, where I, that I've been talking about, okay. about two blocks down from the Piggly Wiggly and the Brooks Crossing, mm -hmm. where we're renovating that old building now, and that's going to be our wow. co-working space, which I'm really excited about because, as we just mentioned about the lease amounts in most commercial yeah. businesses, just imagine if you're starting out and you are able to afford a place that's $200 or $500, that will allow you to make money and not have as much overhead mm -hmm. until you can grow your business. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're excited about that. Um, our co-working space, you our business, doing it all. our business incubator. Yep, and we do have a good team of people, say, staff working with working. us, and looking for the free money because you know, even though I talked about that billion-dollar budget we have. Mm -hmm. There's so many services that we have to pr provide that people don't think about. You know, our schools, funding our schools, police, fire, parks and recreation, our public works department, street repairs, development, um, 
So oh. all of the money. Prison. So some of our money goes to jails. We have so many efforts. And then we also have within our budget a community support part of our budget where we realize as a city, we can't do all the things that we need, but we support places like Transitions Family Violence. I, I say that place because my the executive director is Sanu Jing, and she's so good at working oh, um, with women in such a vulnerable time. Mm-hmm. But we're able to uh, allow f- some funding from our city budget for nonprofits who are doing some of the work in our city to help our citizens. So I really love that part that we are able to provide people financial assistance mm-hmm. to help keep their organizations going because mm-hmm. they help a, a people in need. I get it. Just conceptualizing Newport News as a business that... I mean, you support pretty much everything that the city does. Yes, exactly. Because, and, and usually we we have to make sure we're good stewards of that money. We have an excellent uh, budget director, Lisa Cipriano. I can, I'll put her up against anybody, and I, I hope she's listening. Um, but she, she knows that budget. She's been with our city for a while. She knows where... Um, the different revenue streams come from because when you're looking at a city budget and how we get there, the real estate taxes from people's property help make up the biggest portion of our budget. But then we have this thing called the acronyms of BPO, business and professional, business and professional occupancy taxes, license taxes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that. You have to pay taxes on equipment as a business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is factored in our budget. Um, waterworks, some funding from that goes in our budget. So all of this money. And then the grants that you receive. Grants we well. receive. Um, all of that makes up a city budget. And so with that, you have to be good stewards of it because you have to use that money. We use that money to take care of the citizens. And of course, a big piece is uh, city salaries. We have Got to pay it. our workers. So that's a huge uh, part of uh, money that we have to make sure we allot for. So it's a lot that goes into this part-time job. <laughs> yeah, I know. And a lot of folks don't realize don't, it. Vice mayor, mayor, this is all part-time. part-time. It's a lot that goes into this part-time job that we have to figure out for the citizens. So it's great to have people who are dedicated and really want to give to the citizens and continue to make our city better. But I think the part that helps motivate you too, you want people to be able to say Newport News is so great because I'm born and raised here. Pride, right? <laughs> Our phone has not rung yet, but I'm sure that's because I have not been promoting the fact that we are taking calls. If you've got some questions for the vice mayor of Newport News, Ms. Tina Vick, feel free to call in 757-727-5711. Would love to hear from you again at 757-727-5711. I must say that for the most part, you've made your work seem like just a walk in the park. I mean, I know you were clearly cut out for the job that you do. Oh, thank you. But have there been challenges? Can you speak to, what is it, the rough side of the mountain? Oh, I think <laughs> the biggest part, and since we're ta- we're at Hampton University, and you, we're talking about, uh, we talk about being black in America. Be- it is actually being a black woman 
and being in politics as we know throughout history we have not always as black women been able to be elected mm-hmm. and and it's still sad look at what has happened in Chicago that people are addressing that mayor as a black woman mayor if, if she can't if, just be the a mayor. mayor exactly I, wow. I, think, I think it's sad that we're still at that point that you have to say um, a black woman you know it, it, she, it's just her name she's the mayor she's the mayor and so wow. that's been the biggest challenge of dealing with some of the people in business who don't think you should be there um, part, of, part of my hard thing too is, is dealing with people after I have worked hard and to see people who want to come and run against you even though you know it's a democracy um, mm. that's kind of um, challenging it, I mean not kind of it is challenging because you wonder why um, you wonder why they don't see that you're working hard and so that's <laughs> been a challenge but I think another challenge is it really has been being a woman there because so many men in the 21st century still there are men who don't think we should be governing let's see what the caller has Black Wall Street Hello? today this is Blair what kind of questions can we answer for you Hello, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. My name's Billy. I'm from Hampton, but work in Newport News. And I I think that the area here hurts startups in in the way that taxes assessed on the business equipment. And uh, is there anything, uh, because you want us, you want people to be legit. You know, people want to be legit. Yes. But how do you get started when right off the bat, you know, maybe I have some lawnmowers already. Now I got to Now I'm going to make a legit business. Now I'm paying tax on my lawnmowers. I own for own them for years, and then you can't bring uh, you can't bring machinery in from outside. Like if you want somebody to move in here with some real, you know, real uh, uh, manufacturing equipment that they already own and pay for, why would they come here? Well, but, but but I think a lot of localities um, charge for the business um, equipment tax. But also, I know with our city, too, if you're a small business, they, they do have some um, tax credits or exemptions that you can qualify for. So please check into that. Are you a small business? Not yet, but I don't know if I, I can even afford to be here. I want to be right downtown in Newport News, but, you know, uh, uh, how can I start if the first thing I'm doing uh, before I even make money is, is paying tax? You I know? think you should go to the commissioner's office and talk to them about it. Make sure you let them know that um, you, you want to start in an opportunity zone because all of those zones... Uh, enterprise zone those are the zone when you're zoned in that area which downtown is there are different tax breaks and different breaks for you so so that's the good thing too about getting in business as well sometimes you might be reading something but it's really good to go ahead and uh, make an appointment and talk with someone in the commissioner's office and share what you share with me on the radio share with them your concerns and see what they have to help you because that my daughter met with them and there were for her restaurant downtown and there were different tax um credits and tax exemptions um that that she qualified for so please i would urge you to do that 
What office you say? Uh, the Commissioner of Revenue's office in okay. Newport News because they and they have a business license area. As soon as you walk in City Hall on on the first floor, but go in there and talk to somebody and, and let them know your concerns. Right. Yeah, because the big concern, you know, if you already have a lot of machinery, maybe it's, uh, and, you know, from another state, oh, I got a bunch of machinery in another state, I want to move it here, but I own it for years and years, and I, I just, I can't, and, and I'm going to be paying a lot of taxes as soon as I move well, it here. Well, but you know, too, with the machinery, though, each year you get to turn in um, what what is the value as it's depreciated. You, you're not going to pay. You, you're not, but you're, but you're not going to pay the same value from the beginning when you purchased it new. Annually, you're not going to pay that same value because. No, no, I looked at it. It's one third, but still, it's it's expensive machinery. So you're still going to take one third. You know what I mean? You're right. I need to talk to somebody. Exactly. Definitely. I overall, I want to thank you so much for the call because I think a lot of people probably had the same question. I do have to disconnect the line now so we can go to another call. But I hope you get the assistance you. that you need. Thank, thank you, sir. You. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. That was awesome. I think we've got just a couple minutes before we go to break, or can we take another call? Okay, four minutes before break, so we won't take another call. But I, we were talking about just the challenges that you face as being a black woman, a black woman in America, but a black woman in a white male-dominated field. Yes. Um, and how you, how have you overcome those challenges? What would you say? What, what advice would you give? Somebody I think, starting. Out. I think having a mother like my mom, Miss um, Khalifa Virginia Vic, she she Aww. loved her. She called it because we never were really small people, children. So she loved her plump brown children. And so, <laughs> well, and so that has, and she just loved us. So, and the good thing about when you have that self love. That has allowed me to stand everywhere I've had to go. Because yeah. when you know you're somebody, whether they think so or not, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to stand on that. And I studied really hard in school. Mm-hmm. I know information. I'm smart. And I know that. And the, and the citizens who loved me, and I thank God for my voter base, um, they put me here. The citizens put me here. So I've earned this right, and that what has allowed me to overcome and to be able to hear some of the women sometimes when I'm going in Family Dollar somewhere just say, we've been reading about you in the paper, baby. You just keep on fighting for us here. When you hear wow. that from those citizens yeah. who maybe you don't even see regularly, but they're praying for you, um, they're rooting for you, that is really what keeps me going. It really mm. keeps me going. That's strong. Is that a one or a two? A two. Okay. Is there more? It's self-love. I think it's, it's a, a more common term now than maybe it was, you know, in prior generations. Yeah, but you know, that that really that really helps you stand. You, you got to know who and whose you are mm-hmm. um, to do anything out here. But the spiritual uh, basis. Yeah. yeah. And, and then when people uh, keep reelecting you, and some of the people who don't think you should be in government, they see that you're not going away. So they learn how to deal with you and just, you know, having lunch because part of the thing, the fear is you don't know me. Mm-hmm. So let's be adults and sit, go mm-hmm. have lunch or something 
and wow. you get to know me, and and I get to know you, and we can, uh, you know, stop with the little bashing and bullying because that doesn't work for me at all. That's good. And and let's talk and become adults, and and learn how we're working together because we're working for the same city. That's good. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. We engage in a lot of that petty stuff, which. You know, and a lot of men, and a, and a lot of men, and it could be women too. But I've experienced some people when they don't think you should, they want to bully you. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get anywhere bullying me. Mm-hmm. You just not, <laughs> because I came from an area that downtown the hoodie hood, <laughs> the hoodie hood. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So that's got, not going to work for you, buddy. Wow. We are wrapping up a an awesome uh, show today on city governance for economic development with Vice Mayor of the City of Newport News, Tina Vick. Over the break, we're talking about challenges. <sighs> you got to share this story. As Tina was uh, running for the very first time, she was dealing with some things. Yes, my very first campaign in 2008, um, I was running, but of course, the last name Vic may be common to you. Michael Vic, the NFL superstar, is my nephew, and he, but he was going through the Michael Vic dogfighting saga. And so, as I was knocking on doors to ask people to sign my petition, one lady even said, now this is funny, she said, so are you going to run under another name? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, but I came out here. I just felt that my community, I had been working in my 20s, working with pregnant teens, in my 30s, working with juvenile offenders, helping people understand about a better life, uh, home ownership, building and renovating homes for first time home buyers, teaching financial literacy. I, I just really believe my community would um, support me. And so, um, but as they put us in the paper, the candidates running for each district. I had two opponents during that time, and they listed them and their jobs and some of their other activities. Um, and my name was last out of the three. And it said, Blair, it said, Tina Vick, real estate broker and aunt of the suspended NFL Atlanta Falcons quarterback, Michael Vick. Gosh. So I'm like, oh my gosh, should I get out the race? <laughs> Wow. But then God came in my spirit. Y'all got to read my book, Growing Up Vic, because it's in the book. Growing Up Vic. Growing Up Vic. It's in the book, but I said, God came back in my spirit. I said, no, I'm going to keep going. Because he put in my spirit, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And so on election day, May 6th, that's exactly how the campaign, um, the votes came in election night. I was first, and the person they listed in the paper first came in last. Wow. Isn't that amazing? No, (laughs) that's beyond amazing. First of all, that you had the whatever it took to go ahead and stick it out, you know, and the God was clear. No, no, I have something for you. And I think, too, a lot of times when we know we're doing the thing that God called us to do, we don't expect opposition. Exactly, but, but it is always going to be opposition. Yeah, read his story. Always. Yeah, so yeah, and so and the thing is when you work hard as we talked about at your conference on Saturday which was super, so many people want to do businesses and um, 
do things in life, but you got to know you have to work hard and you have to make your mind grow, which most of the time involves reading, to make your mind grow with the assignment. Mm. You can't leave, you can't have the same mind from, you know, you working in a, as a waitress in a restaurant when you're getting ready to own it. Whoa. That's major. It's, it's two different mindsets. So our consciousness has to expand and the only way for that to happen is a lot of reading. I do a lot of reading. I'm not books, but mainly I love magazines mm. and just articles. And What are some of your favorites? I got to wrap up, but just if you could give us three. <laughs> three of course, of, of course, Michelle Obama's um, book. Good stuff. I have Michelle. my daughter reading that one. And um, I love... The journaling guide. Okay. And I and I and I love S who who doesn't love Essence magazine? Gotta love Essence. And so I, I read a, a a lot of those things and articles. Now with the internet is so much I love reading data um and getting information because we gotta continue to read and work hard. Wow. Tina, this has been wonderful. Look yes, forward it to having you back. Yes. Oh, please, please, please again, uh, Follow us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Instagram. Tune in next week. We're going to be focused on the business of music. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.